This is Plant-Based Briefing, the use of chickens in agricultural research, an eye-opening look at unspeakable cruelty, by Karen Davis, Ph.D., of United Poultry Concerns at upc-online.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, vegan, eco-friendly topics with permission every weekday. Today's article is from Karen Davis, the president and founder of United Poultry Concerns. They're a nonprofit that promotes the compassionate and respectful treatment of domestic fowl, including a sanctuary for chickens in Virginia. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The use of chickens in agricultural research, an eye-opening look at unspeakable cruelty, by Karen Davis, Ph.D. at upc-online.org. On May 21, 2022, I presented the topic of the use of chickens in agricultural research as part of the third annual chicken webinar organized by CompassionateLiving.org in honor of International Respect for Chickens Day or the month of May. You can view the webinar linked here. Here's the gist of my introduction. Many people are unaware that behind the business of animal agriculture, an equally brutal business is conducted in the United States through the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Collectively, this business is conducted by private industry, the USDA's Agricultural Research Service, and tax-supported land-grant universities with animal science departments, such as the University of California, University of Maryland, and North Carolina State University, among others. Pharmaceutical companies like Merck and Pfizer have their own farm animal research divisions. Poultry, quote-unquote, science for the advancement of the poultry and egg industries is big business in the U.S. and around the world. Because farmed animal science has no real legal prohibitions on what may be inflicted on the animals, the behavior of experimenters toward their victims is virtually unchecked in this industry subculture, which comprises the types of people who are comfortable with, who even enjoy, harming chickens and other creatures in the legitimatizing guise of science. This year, an experiment conducted on hens at North Carolina State University in 2016 was exposed by the animal advocacy organization Animal Outlook. Animal Outlook explained in April 2022. Animal Outlook recently obtained public records from experiments conducted by North Carolina State University researchers in 2016. These researchers sought and received funding from the U.S. Poultry and Egg Association, an industry trade group, to study the effects of ventilation shutdown, VSD, on chickens. The footage we obtained showed birds being subjected to VSD in various forms. The bird's suffering was captured in graphic detail, with each video showing a single hen enclosed in a small box with a clear front panel for observation. Animal Outlook attorney Will Lowry, who obtained and watched the 10 hours of footage, told The Intercept, who published an article on these experiments on April 14, 2022, that the suffering is extremely profound. You can watch the footage linked here. The footage exemplifies the link between the torture of chickens, turkeys, and other birds or animals on industrial farms worldwide in this case relating to the recurring avian influenza epidemics perpetrated by the poultry industry, plus the COVID-19 killings of millions of factory-farmed birds in depopulation killings, and the systematic torture of chickens, turkeys, ducks, quails, and other farmed birds in university experiments funded by the poultry industry and by tax-supported government programs. What is Ventilation Shutdown Plus? It cooks living creatures to death. 
The following excerpt is from a June 3, 2022 Sentient Media article featuring a detailed report by the Animal Welfare Institute that explains how Ventilation Shutdown Plus is used to exterminate millions of factory-farmed birds in taxpayer-supported depopulation killings to benefit the poultry and egg industries. The plus in VSD Plus refers to the addition of extreme heat and carbon dioxide to the withdrawal of oxygen from the facility in which the birds, also pigs, are held. VSD Plus requires farmers to cut off airflow and heat their barns to 104 degrees Fahrenheit until the animals die from heat stroke. The method is only intended to be used if no other method can successfully kill the entire flock in 48 hours, but USDA records show that 8 of the 12 largest culls that used VSD Plus between February and March in 2022 took more than 48 hours to complete. The two largest culls took 7 and 16 days, respectively. While USDA endorses the use of VSD Plus in some scenarios, the killing method is opposed by a growing contingent of veterinary professionals who say it causes extreme suffering and should be avoided at all costs. Ventilation Shutdown Plus has become the main method of exterminating large populations of factory-farmed birds and pigs in the name of disease control in the U.S. Other methods include blanketing the birds with firefighting foam, suffocating them to death with carbon dioxide poisoning, and in some instances, electrocuting them, and in some instances, applying these methods in combination. Should animal advocates collaborate with corporate animal abusers to help animals? Seeking a more humane way to exterminate millions of birds to control diseases, an animal advocate asked, which university might we engage to look at humane depopulation methods for disaster response? Answer, there is no humane way to exterminate thousands of animals, chickens, turkeys, pigs, etc., in a single facility, which is usually one building in a complex comprising several buildings on site, all of which will be depopulated at the same time. A typical chicken grow-out building contains an average of 50,000 chickens under six weeks old. Let us please not talk about which method is more humane than some other horrific method. Logically and ethically, it is a question at best of which method is possibly the least inhumane, based, for example, on the length of time it takes the majority of animals exposed to the procedure to die. Carbon dioxide, or CO2, produces slow, painful suffocation in birds and mammals. Often birds who appear to be dead wake up and then are beaten to death by the workers with baseball bats, metal pipes, or whatever is handy. Firefighting foam blankets and suffocates birds with toxic chemicals, which they ingest as they die enveloped in the foam. Cervical dislocation, or neck breaking, is routinely practiced by the contract growers, the workers who raise birds for Purdue, Tyson, Foster Farms, Costco, Pilgrim's Pride, etc., inside the buildings where every day birds are dying or are not growing fast enough or laying enough eggs, so the workers break their necks, slam them against the wall or the floor, and throw them in the trash cans and shopping carts scattered around inside the building where the birds are living. Electrocution is unequivocal torture. It is not possible to kill even one human being humanely in the electric chair, which is why the electric chair as a form of capital punishment has been banned almost everywhere. A mixture of gases comprising precise percentages of argon, nitrogen, oxygen, and CO2 has been proposed by some animal scientists as a replacement for pre-slaughter paralytic electric shock water immersion in the slaughter plants. 
This could be the least intolerable method of killing. However, it requires a level of expertise that could never be duplicated in a commercial setting. The people brought to the complexes to destroy huge populations of captive animals are laborers with nothing but muscle, no scientific training or understanding whatsoever of mixing gases or of applying premixed gases. In addition to the specialized training required to use a mixture of gases to kill animals, there is the financial cost, which industry will never consider. What might work in a laboratory would not work in a commercial environment. Finally, the view of UPC is that it is inappropriate for animal advocates to engage animal science departments and laboratories to experimentally torture and kill chickens and other animals to find a more humane method of exterminating them on the farm. Not only have these types of experiments been done repeatedly for years and years already, but as Harriet Schleifer writes in Images of Death and Life, Food Animal Production and the Vegetarian Option, quote, Killing, unless it is done as a merciful act, must involve withholding of sympathy for the victim. Done repeatedly, it results in a hardening of the emotions. To begin with, sincere concern for living individuals leads us to become, ironically, experts on the techniques of mass death-dealing. It suggests that the taking of life is not a problem, only the way it is done." Unquote. United Poultry Concerns is an active coalition member of OurHonor.org, a nonprofit organization whose goal is to create an organized network of professionals who are able to formally challenge unethical, institutionalized systems and amplify the voices of those who have been marginalized. Our current engagement with Our Honor relates to Our Honor's campaign to persuade the American Veterinary Medical Association, AVMA, to formally oppose the use of ventilation shutdown or depopulating animals by baking them to death, as was done by the North Carolina State University experimenters as a method of mass murdering chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other farmed animals to control avian influenza and other transmittable diseases among these highly stressed, fragile, and disease-susceptible birds and pigs on factory farms. How much taxpayer money has the USDA given to the U.S. poultry and egg industries as of June 2022 to brutally exterminate millions of factory-farmed birds? USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, or APHIS, since February 2022, quote, has been in a costly battle with avian flu. With an emergency $793 million transfer from the Commodity Credit Corporation, APHIS has eradicated more than 40 million birds from 372 flocks in 38 states, unquote. Food Safety News, June 21, 2022. Quote, Safeguarding U.S. poultry and egg producers from the effects avian influenza could have on agriculture and trade is a critical aspect of this response, and thus funding will allow APHIS personnel to continue to deploy and support the emergency wherever they are needed, unquote, said USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs Jenny Lester Moffett, MeetingPlace.com, May 31, 2022. What can I do? The American Veterinary Medical Association, AVMA, is holding its annual convention in Philadelphia July 29th to August 2nd, 2022. Though the AVMA cannot force U.S. agribusinesses to use or not use a particular depopulation method, the AVMA can adopt a policy statement that recommends against a particular method of killing. Such a policy can influence industry from a public relations standpoint and provide an institutional basis for public protest. As things stand now, chickens, turkeys, pigs, and other farmed animals are legally and morally abandoned to the iniquities of an industry, including its farmed animal science affiliates, that is completely devoid of conscience and ethics. 
Notably, the North Carolina State University scientists who conducted the ventilation shutdown experiments drank ice water and fanned themselves as they watched the hens they had wired up, each in her solitary death box, die piteously, and they shut out the hens' cries from being heard. You just listened to The Use of Chickens in Agricultural Research, an eye-opening look at unspeakable cruelty by Karen Davis, PhD at upc-online.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And as we heard in episode 391, the threat of avian flu is not going anywhere while people continue to eat chickens. And you may have seen the news where Direct Action Everywhere actually filmed ventilation shutdown happening at Rembrandt Enterprises, a farm in Iowa owned by billionaire Glenn Taylor, who used ventilation shutdown to kill 5.3 million birds at his egg farm. DXC has footage. It is absolutely horrific. And then they fired 250 workers who showed up to work that day thinking they were doing their normal jobs and were forced to deal with the effects of the ventilation shutdown, hauling off the dead birds, picking up and finishing off the job of the ones who weren't yet dead, loading them into trucks to go be turned into compost. Then they get fired. You may have heard of activists at some of the basketball games, the team that Glenn Taylor owns. They were trying to raise awareness of the issue because this is the kind of thing that people have no idea it's going on. They don't want to watch the footage. They don't want to hear about it. But it's so horrific that if people knew, they would put a stop to it immediately. Since this article was written, there have been some developments, and now there's a new petition for veterinarians to sign. You can find at ourhonor.org, and I'll put a link in the show notes as well. They need 200 AVMA members to sign by November 1st, asking the AVMA House of Delegates to pass a resolution to reclassify Ventilation Shutdown Plus as a not-recommended form of depopulation. So please share this petition with any veterinarians you know. And if you want to hear more about the use of animals for animal agricultural research, check out episode 137 called The Sad Link Between Animal Agriculture and Experiments. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.